listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. Every Monday through Friday from 8 AM to 9 AM, the Archdiocese of Chicago presents programming about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Welcome back to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. The time in Chicago is 8.32 on this cold, cold Thursday morning in Chicago. But you know, Mark, it's been a very mild winter. Oh. November was a breeze. This December, little bit of two snow. Cold days. When we were growing up, oh, nobody made a big deal about this kind no. of snow. No. All we did as a kid was shovel and, mm-hmm. and, play, and have snowball fights. And uh, But this has been nothing. And also you think about this. Next Monday is February. We made it through November, December, January. It's been mild. Can I tell you one cute story? Sure. About the snow. So we have neighbors on our third floor, and a little Mira, who's about four, four and a half, was making a snowman in the front yard. We live on the first floor. And her mom said, well, Mira, why are you putting the eyes and the, the nose and the mouth facing the building? It should be facing out so people can see it. And she said, no, I want Mary to see it, my wife. I want Mary to see the snowman when she wakes up in the morning. Wow. How cute is that? Now, that is four and a half years old, yeah. that's adorable. Yeah. By the way, we are social distancing here on Catholic Chicago. Tremendous program lined up here, second half, 312-255-8408. Deacon Tom Lambert. Yes, how are you? Good morning. Who is co-chair of Diocesan Commission on Mental Illness, and Deacon Al Sadivi. Member, Archdiocesan Commission on Mental Illness. Morning. Welcome. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Al. How are you? Good. good. I'm good. (laughs) Now, Al, what parish you belong to? Uh, St. Mary the Annunciation up in Mundelein. With Jerry Jacobs. Father Jerry Jacobs, huh? Yep. I've known Father Jerry for (laughs) many, many years. One of my Uh, students, when I was dean of students at the college. In fact, uh, Tom, you were ordained a deacon in what year? 1983. And how about you, Al? Uh, Ninety-three for me. Ninety-three. Oh, we've got two uh, two vets here, two veterans. And <laughs> it, uh, mm-hmm. now, I know Tom. You've been doing this work for years for mental illness awareness. Yes. And uh, maybe give us with the work you do. How did you get involved with this, and what year was it? Well, um, my wife and I got involved back in the late nineteen eighties. Um, we. Uh, our oldest daughter has a mental illness, and um, so we were looking for resources, and we found that there, when we looked to the Catholic Church in terms of resources, there weren't any. So um, we got involved in NAMI, and I later became the state president of the National Alliance on Mental Illness, um, and they said, you're a deacon, get the churches involved. And so what we have done over the years with Al and others is um, develop resources and uh, workshops and parish presentations on uh, pastoral care of people with mental illness and their families. So um, it's 
been a long journey and a wonderful journey. Well, you've made a tremendous difference. And Al, how did you get involved? Um, it started with uh, my diaconate training. And, and, you know, one of the things in the deacons have to do, I think it's at the end of their second year, is do some field work. And so um, I volunteered to go to Chicago Reed Mental Hospital. That's the old Dunning sure. mm-hmm. uh, up around uh, Oak Park and Northwest Highway. And um, I uh, did five or six weeks there and uh, found it to be a very rewarding experience. And so after I was ordained, um, the chaplain there called me and said, uh, you know, you did a good job while you were in training. We'd like to have you come back. So I did, and I worked there for on his staff for about 20 years. Wow. How did you folks connect? Well, uh, we are, we've been on the commission uh Together, I know of Al's work, and we did. My wife and I and others did training in the diaconate uh, in the formation program for about ten years, offering a workshop to all the deacons and Al and and some of the folks going through that at the time. Uh, we got to meet them, and then you know he's been part of the commission for all these years. Now, I have to share this. You know, there is such a stigma to this day regarding mental illness. I remember when I was a boy. You'd always hear in a very negative way, oh, we're going to send you to Elgin, we're going to send you to Dunning, and we're going to throw the key away type of thing for people. And, there, you know, you grow over this mentality of thinking that mental illness is something so awful, but there's such a stigma attached to it. Don't tell people you've suffered from depression or you're on medication for depression, whatever. Do you, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but do you find uh, Tom and Al there's still that stigma connected with mental illness, or has that, has that been changing? It's been improving over the years. Uh, like most uh, things, that, uh, when people make fun of something, it's because they don't understand it. Mm-hmm. And uh, stigma with mental illness, many people believe that mental illness was the result of some weakness in their personality, and uh, that's obviously not the case at all. And so many of our programs have been trying to break down this stigma and make people aware of what mental illness is. And uh, we tell, you know, people, you have to educate your kids to end this stigma. You wouldn't make fun of someone uh, who has a physical disability, and just like you wouldn't do that, you don't make fun of people who have a mental disability either. Now, how do you... So many families are dealing with someone who is suffering... Absolutely. ...from mental illness... How do you move someone, hopefully, toward a diagnosis so they can get help? I think well, that is one of the uh, uh, difficult ones, is um, helping people to under. Well, first of all, I think what happens is um, if we talk about in parishes what mental illness is and take away the fear factor like Al was talking about, and that um, we... Had create a safe place for people to talk about the illness. Then it makes it easier. One of the one of the reasons the, um, the the American Psychiatric Association so on will say that reason people don't get help is the stigma. So that if you make it well, this is not you know something only you are going through. It's something that a lot of people are going through, and a lot of people are getting help. So you point to the success stories where people have been helped. And I think if we've learned anything over the past year with COVID is that we're all on that spectrum somewhere, you know, with anxiety and depression, and we go up and down. And so people, some people suffer, you know, the other end of that, you know, or the the far end of it. And um, 
it's it's nothing to be ashamed of. It's it's nothing that is uh, so unusual, you know, that we all go through it to some degree, and and it's better to obviously uh, get help for that earlier Tom, than later. You hit it right on the head. It's nothing to be ashamed of. No. That's a key phrase. Mark, take us to break. Right. Uh, WNDZ, 750 AM on your dial, Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408. We'll continue our conversation with Deacon Tom, Deacon L, about how we can look as a church on helping the healing of mental illness and how families can cope, how families can be strong, how families can forgive, and how families can move forward in faith. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Charities staff members work every day to end poverty and homelessness. We do this on a one-to-one basis with anyone who asks for help. We also work with organizations who study these issues across our city, state, and nation. The Wilson-Sheehan Lab for Economic Opportunities, or LEO, at the University of Notre Dame is one of these research centers. Through our partnership with LEO, Catholic Charities has gained valuable insights into scientific evaluation methods that determine the most effective interventions to help people avoid poverty and homelessness. Along with our experience and compassion, trusted research is helping Catholic Charities offer hope and so much more to anyone in need. For more information, visit catholiccharities.net. The word made clear is exactly what its name implies. It's an easy-to-understand explanation of the Word of God, the Gospel. Hello, I'm Father James McElhone, Director of Biblical Formation for the Archdiocese of Chicago. I'd like to invite you to take our free online Bible study program by going to thewordmadeclear.org. Our website offers an audio-based guide to the Gospels of Mark, Matthew, Luke, and John. Listen to my lectures and follow along with the handouts provided. There are even discussion guides. You can also explore the biblical roots of the Mass. And there are links to a wide variety of biblical sources that will benefit both teachers and students of the sacred scriptures. Just go to wordmadeclear.org to experience our free online Bible study program. Again, it's free at wordmadeclear.org. It's the Word of God. Enjoy. There is so much waiting for you at Catholic Charities Senior Services. We offer programs and services to help make the most of every day. Friendships and fun are guaranteed at our drop-in senior centers. Our adult daycare centers offer enjoyment and greater supervision to seniors who need it while their caregivers get a break. Holy Family Villa provides a beautiful, safe environment for seniors looking for short or long-term residential facility. And we offer assistance with senior benefits, care coordination, congregate and home-delivered meals, hospital transition, and much more. For more than 100 years, we have accompanied seniors through every transition in their lives, and we are here for you now. Catholic Charities is a name and an agency you can trust. Call Senior Services today at 312-655-7700. That's 312-655-7700.
We're back, WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. on your dial, Catholic Chicago. Father Greg Sackowitz here, Mark Teresi assisting him as his assistant. Mark, <laughs> Mark, look it over to the, through the glass there. Look at uh, I, Michael I, May. I know. Look at that cool cap. He looks like an Irish, he looks like an Irish. Um, Are you going golfing, Michael? <laughs> I, can, I like that, that little cap you're wearing. That's kind of cool. Well, we're talking did you, did about. You, did you lose a bet? We, di- <laughs> the hair. we digress just a little bit. We're talking about a s- serious topic here. Um, but I think it's a topic, as we talk about mental illness awareness, I think we're talking about it um, and how can the church respond in terms of pastoral ministry. It's as important, it's as important uh, a ministry as any ministry we would have in the church because many people suffer through mental illness. What, what is mental illness, guys? Well, let me say first what it's not. It's, it's not a cognitive disability. Uh, uh, what it is is uh, an illness of the brain, and that's not surprising. The brain is the most complicated organ that we have in our body, so mm-hmm. it can go awry just like any other organ in, in, in the body. Um, there's different types. Um, anxiety disorders are the, is probably the most common and then there are some more serious types. Some could even be chronic, and that would be like schizophrenia, bipolar, which is manic depression, and then uh, severe depression. And uh, these can be chronic. Uh, many disorders are short-term. Uh, in any given year, one, or, one in four people can be affected by a mental illness. And um, these could just be anxiety disorders, like we talked about with COVID. It could be mild depression, uh, grief over the loss of a loved one. Um, so there, there's many common types that can be um, helped with therapy and some medication for a short period of time. The chronic disorders uh, are obviously much more serious, and um, that uh, is about 4% of the population, and these usually require long-term counseling, and sometimes a lifetime of uh, medicine. And um, these are much more serious, but again, it's a small part of the population. Now, then, along, along those lines, Tom, first line number is 312-255-8408, 312-255-8408. If a listener has a question regarding mental illness, now is the time to call. Uh, Tom, since last March 14th, we've been dealing with COVID-19, stay at home, things were shut down totally, including the church from March 14th until June 15th. They opened up a bit in the summertime, got tough again in the fall, winter. Here we are now approaching February, almost 11 months later. We're still battling COVID-19. Are you finding the stress level higher than ever among people because of COVID-19? Yes, definitely. I think that is... um for all the reasons you just mentioned, you know, that we're not, we're not in our normal routines. We're not uh, able to get out and, you know, maybe go to a restaurant or go to, like, I miss going down to the art museum and uh, things like that. So um, I think there are steps you can take. And one of the things in terms of the church, like we've got, uh, now we're once a month have a a monthly prayer where we use Lexio Divina, and you can we do that uh, using Zoom. I mean, who, uh, I never heard of Zoom a year ago, and now we're I doing Zoom it all meant, the time. I thought Zoom meant a fast car. <laughs> yeah, right. So uh, 
we have this monthly meeting that anybody can uh, tune into, and we pray together and connect together. And that's one of the biggest healing things that we do is connect with each other. Um, so I think, you know, there's what I recommend for people who are going through, you know, some of the anxiety and so on with the COVID is that to first recognize that, um, you know, our mind, our body, and spirit are all connected, and we are spiritual people at the root, at the heart, especially with our Catholic faith, that um, so the anxiety can result in muscle ache or other things. Uh, if you're feeling depressed, you may not feel close to God. So it's connecting with others. Um, so, you know, we do morning prayer, the meditation on, you know, uh, we have a each day prayer on our website that uh, people can use. Um, and then say, what am I grateful for? What are the blessings I've experienced? I, I think my wife and I, you know, one of the things we often say is that this summer we took lo- long walks uh, by the lake and um, we we saw these butterflies, monarch butterflies, that I hadn't seen since I was a kid, you know, but we would stand there and stare at them. So it's what, you know, what are we learning about ourselves during this time? You know, what are the positives? And, um, things and, they, like were, that. And, and they were always there, those yeah, butterflies. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. But now maybe we have this, uh, you know, I don't wish the COVID was here, but, you know, maybe there's an opportunity there. Um, there's always a two edges to the sword, right? So maybe there's an opportunity there to understand uh, that we've been at such a fast pace. It's time to slow down and enjoy some of the things and that make are... some changes in our lives. Right? Yeah, exactly. and and how can I help others? You know, acts of compassion, calling somebody who we may know. You know, that's that's going to be helpful for us to do, and it's going to be helpful for the person we're 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 doing. Right. The other thing I'd like to say is, what makes you laugh? Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, what brings joy to you? What brings a smile to your face? You know, and the maybe Chicago it, Bears <laughs> make you <laughs> laugh. <laughs> <We> laugh. <laughs> for, yeah, for some that may not bring a smile to your face, though. But uh, I know somebody who watches the old uh, I Love Lucy reruns. You mm-hmm. know, so there's there's things I think we can do that take positive steps. But we do have uh, programs. Um, why don't we do this? Why don't we do this? Why don't we take a little break, and and our next section uh, session uh, segment, we'll talk about those programs. Because the question I want to ask in our next section is, Father Greg and myself, we're at Holy Name Cathedral. How do we help our parishioners during mm-hmm. this time? Okay, so we'll take a little break. WNDZ 750 AM Catholic Chicago with Deacon Tom, Deacon Al. We're talking about mental illness awareness and ministry. How can we minister? to our folks as they experience either mental illness uh, or even just the remnants of being uh, suffering through the COVID um, times. Yeah, so we'll be back in a few minutes. Please stay tuned. It's a new year. Many of us are making goals, trying to stay healthy, and planning for ways to make the most of every day during and after the pandemic. At Catholic Charities, we continue to meet people who are struggling to meet their basic needs, like housing, food, and stability in their lives. In these challenging times, the face of need is your neighbor, and the face of hope is you. Imagine how the world would look if we all saw each other as neighbors. 
Learn more at catholiccharities.net. Hello, I'm Cardinal Blaise Supich. I got my COVID-19 vaccination and you should too. It took just a few seconds and was painless. The Food and Drug Administration determined the new vaccines are safe and effective. And the Holy See, as well as the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, has concluded getting the COVID-19 vaccine is an act of love of our neighbor and part of our moral responsibility for the common good. We have lived with the pandemic for many months and I know we're all getting tired of it. Vaccination is one of the most important ways you can protect your health and the lives of those you love and help bring the pandemic under control. When it is your turn, I urge you to be vaccinated. And remember to do your part by wearing a mask, washing your hands and watching your distance. Thank you and God bless you all. Charity's 20th Annual Divine Affair will be held on Saturday, January 30th as a very special virtual event. Fantastic packages are available to make your in-home participation incredibly festive and memorable. In past years, over 400 guests have come together to sample elegant wines and the latest craft beers from over 90 vintners and brewers from around the world. Enticing raffles and special guests will help to make this 20th annual celebration extraordinary. Proceeds of Divine Affair go to Catholic Charities self-sufficiency programs that have helped thousands of individuals gain their confidence and start on a new path towards independence. Join us for this fabulous winter event. For more information, go to catholiccharities.net or call 847-814-3839. That's 847-814-3839. We look forward to seeing you on January 30th. Cheers! We're back to WNDZ, Catholic Chicago. Father Greg Sackis, Mark Teresi here. We're speaking with Deacon Tom Lambert, Deacon Al Sadivi. And we are live streaming. We are with our Social mask. Distancing. With our mask on. So good to have Father Greg back in the studio. Great to be back. He's actually looking good. He looks healthier than he did when he left <laughs> for the <laughs> surgery. Thank God I'm not limping anymore. <laughs> yeah. So it uh, looks De- like Chester from Gunsmoke. <laughs> Deacon Al. I, when we took, were going on break, I was saying, Father Greg and I are at Holy Name Cathedral. What can we do for our parishioners? Can you talk a little bit about that five-week parish support program called Mental Illness with Grace? Sure. Um, what we decided to do, uh, a number of deacons got together, and we put together this program, uh, and we said um, we need to get the word out to um, make people more aware of mental, what mental illness is and to... Uh, uh, promote acceptance of people who have that illness, and then figure out a way to uh, accompany um, folks who suffer with this illness. So we put together this um, five-week program. It it usually starts with uh, a number of weeks of bulletin articles and then usually a homily to get the the assembly interested. And then we come uh, 
in this five-week program, and we, we cover the impact of mental illness on individuals and families. And then the second night, we try to get a uh, mental health professional there, a psychiatrist or a psychologist. Um, and then the third week, we talk about um, how to minister to people with mental illness and their families. The fourth week, we cover spirituality and mental illness. And then the fifth week, we have uh, community resources. And many times, we have speakers from NAMI and, and other uh, area local hospitals uh, that come and, and add uh, and handle questions and so forth. We usually provide in the last night uh, a comprehensive directory of services in the area um, so that people know where they can go to uh, when they need help. Um, it's so very the idea is to get the word out so that um, people uh, don't feel helpless when they encounter a family member who is experiencing a mental illness. I think, Al, you hit on something very important. That is, when an individual in a family suffers from mental illness, it does impact the entire well, family. Sure it does. It yep. just in ways that uh, sometimes so painful, so hard, can cause anger, can cause division, divisiveness. And yet there has to be a, somehow a unity to work together with that individual because, you know, as I have sometimes dealt with people, the ones who are not suffering from illness, like what's wrong with them? Don't they get it? Like shake, shake it off. Shake it off. Everything will be fine. It doesn't work that way. If you break a leg, you've got to get it fixed. You've got to get a cast on it. You've got to have it taken care of. So we see mental illness is sometimes like tackling fog. You can't see it. We just have another minute here. Real quickly, Tom, give us a phone number, a website for people to learn more about mental illness awareness in Chicago and through the Archdiocese. Yeah, um, we have a website with a wealth of information, uh, both uh, uh, information about the illnesses as well as the pastoral care. So it's www dot m i ministry m i m i n i s t r y dot o r g and um is there on a there phone number? Is, well on there is the contact information it's Good. Um, the easiest thing is to since we're all you know working out of our homes and everything uh, is to email and then i can uh, call people or al can call people or whatever so the email would be uh t Lambert at R O. I gotta remember this now. <laughs> gotta do it quickly, Tom. We'll run out of time. O U R L M C dot org. And Lambert's L A M B E R T. Yeah. O U R L M C dot org. Want to thank in very special way Deacon Tom Lambert, co chair, Archdiocesan Commission on Mental Illness. Deacon Al Sadivi, member, Archdiocesan Commission on Mental Illness. Al and Tom, you've been wonderful guests. want to thank you for joining us. want to thank you to uh, co-host Mark Teresi. Great job. Great job. Uh, enjoy being back. Great work of our engineer producer, uh, Vince Girasoli, Michael May, Javi Garcia. God bless to all. Have a wonderful weekend. Stay warm. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.